of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. As always, your source for common sense conservatism. We say it every single day. It is just not that complicated. And I think if you give us a couple a couple of your minutes and you kind of hear where we go with our logic, it is not earth shattering. It just makes sense. And in a crazy world where everything is upside down, there's something very comforting about being somewhere where people say what you feel. And I believe this is going to be that program for you. If you are new, welcome. Wendy Bell Radio Network app. Join along on the video live stream. Also check out our podcast, Wendy Bell Radio. However you tune into us and forever how long, we're delighted to have you. And we, as always, say welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. I know just about enough of enough things to be dangerous in a lot of areas. I'm an expert on virtually nothing, certainly not even the things that I do most commonly and that I do most appreciatively, such as being a mom. Would not tell you I'm an expert at anything. I can ask questions. And I do ask a lot of questions. I tell you, when you start getting answers... Something very peculiar begins to happen within you. You become less susceptible to the BS machine. You become less trusting of people, more suspicious. And there is a burden inherent in that. That's why they say ignorance is bliss. Because you can kind of bebop around your life like a a big beach ball on an ocean wave and just sort of go with the flow. But the minute you begin to know... The moment you realize how long you've been conned and fooled and lied to, there is no going back. And this happened to me many years ago. And every single day I become more and more suspicious. Something happened in Pennsylvania yesterday. And I'm going to preface this with with Joe Biden coming to this Commonwealth, to Valley Forge, to give some kind of a speech on January 6th talking about how uh, Donald Trump and MAGA extremism are the biggest threats to this country. Think of all things, all, 
all subjects to talk about. January 6th is all they have. Their hatred of one man is all they have. And by default, you guys are lumped into it as well, particularly if you consider yourself a Make America Great Againer. You are their enemy. But the real enemy is what these people do and have done to we the little people for far too long. And today's ire takes us specifically to an an Amish farmer's land here in Pennsylvania. We have a, a vast Amish and Mennonite community. These are closed communities. If I'm not mistaken, they do not pay taxes. They do not get many of the quote-unquote benefits that I would even say our migrants are getting. They are a self-sustaining, self-governing, really rock-solid, stable, generational, family-oriented, faith-guided, principled community. These are the people who beat COVID well before any of us did. COVID went through their community and they reached that herd immunity threshold. In fact, if you go in and you investigate COVID deaths among the Amish in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, I doubt you'll find one, if one only. They prove to us how staying together as a unit, how being true to their values, their faith, their traditions, and their norms however weird or unusual you and I might think they are, how it works. And there's nothing a tyrannical government hates more than people who think otherwise, people who govern otherwise, and people who do so effectively. The Amish community provides their own everything. They build their own buildings. They police their own people. They grow their own food. They are responsible for their own agriculture. And it has been a wildly successful strategy for generations. And that really, really ticks off a tyrannical government. Now, while the House of Congress might be running around trying to do anything they can to get rid of Donald Trump, making him public enemy number one, You need to know about the silent little sieges going on in places like Amos Miller's Amish farm. This guy has been in the crosshairs with the federal government for going on, what, eight years now? Why? Because he is is a farmer who grows his own livestock, yes, serves meat to the surrounding community, And also milk and cheese and butter and other things. And he does so without USDA intervention. And the USDA does not like that. Because the large government wants its hand in the bucket. Wants to get cash in and do what it wants to do. And they have muscled this guy to shut him down. Because he had the audacity to basically say, pound sand. I'm not breaking any rules. I'm doing traditionally what my people have done for generations. I'm providing the finest quality meat and the best products, dairy products that I know how. Well, yesterday, 
The tyrannical government here in my state of Pennsylvania decided to roll in and do a little raid, an illegal raid, if you will, of Amos Miller's farm without any notice, without him being allowed on the premises to see exactly what they were doing with some goons in the Pennsylvania State Police. And I like the Pennsylvania State Police, but the people who are part of these search warrants, these executed abuses of power who do not say something about it, are as guilty as the moron judges who believe that this is, re- this is reality in 2024. That we should roll in heavy, muscle an Amish farmer, and then create some stupid story about, well, a couple people got sick, apparently, drinking some of his eggnog. Okay, so that's your reason for coming in? Absolutely not. Ladies and gentlemen, they went into his farm, They closed him down. They seized all sorts of products. And they're going to say that the reason why is because they're getting some health issues from people. My friends, this is code for Amos Miller, the Amish farmer in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, was just freaking swatted by his own state government and the federal authorities because he doesn't want to play by their rules. How is this any different than the endless barrage of bullcrap charges and indictments and allegations and all sorts of labels slapped at Donald Trump? No different. Amos Miller isn't a star like Donald Trump, but he's getting there. So we started digging, doing a little bit of digging. What exactly is the deal here? Prompted by reports of foodborne illness, Pennsylvania Agriculture Department conducts search at Amos Miller Farm in Upper Leacock Township. You got to scroll through and you know what? My suspicion, friends, tells me what kind of evidence did they place inside his little farm? What sort of extras are they going to find in the samples they took from Amos Miller? And what kind of defense does that man have? He has none. And that is the point. If they can go into Mar-a-Lago, if they can roll in and force a former president off of the premises with all of his attorneys, if they can force the security cameras to be turned off because that's not suspicious, if they can lay out documents and take photographs and leak those to the press, creating the illusion of haphazard treatment of quote-unquote classified documents, if they can spin that story, why on earth wouldn't they be able to go into Amos Miller's farm under the guise of foodborne illness without proof, without lab results, without any demonstrable evidence and shut down a man who not only feeds his family and his community, but the entire neighboring zip code. And if they can do that to a former president and a farmer, what on earth do you think they're going to do to you? So, hey, Joe Biden... Save your breath. I doubt Valley Forge wants you. And you saying that we are a threat to democracy when you've already trampled it. You're a joke.
and an embarrassment. And I'm done. We're just getting started on the Wendy Bell Radio Network, friends. More right after this short break. So I want to read you this article. Miller came to the attention of federal authorities in 2016 when the Food and Drug Administration said it identified listeria. It identified listeria in samples of Miller's raw milk and found it to be genetically similar to the bacteria in two people who had developed listeriosis, one of whom died after consuming raw milk. Okay, wait. So so was it his milk that killed somebody? Oh, no. N- no. It, it wasn't even the same kind of bag. It was, it was genetically similar. Oh. Uh, oh, that's why. Give me a break. That has nothing to do with it. Every single... Garbage, money-wasting, time-sucking garbage lawsuit of filth that these morons foist upon we the people. From the top of the top, the head of the Republican Party and Donald Trump, all the way down to an Amish farmer. Every single one is meant to gum up the works, drag you down, run out your cash reserves force you into some kind of obeyance. I give up. Except people are not giving up. If Amos Miller had been selling milk that was making people sick, people would stop buying his milk. And you know what would happen to Amos Miller? He'd go out of business. Here you have the meddlesome mental mediocrity of the establishment believing it knows better it wants it its hands in your pocketbook it wants its cut every rule every regulation every freaking step every roundabout every stupid cone bike lane and otherwise speed hump everything is meant to slow you down the new normal america <laughs> The new normal for all of you here is one of average at best. It is one of excuses, never taking responsibility for what you do, for the decisions that you make. It is about squashing achievement. There is nothing. The mediocre out there, and ladies and gentlemen, the machine is all about mediocre. There is nothing they hate more than someone who is positive, someone who is happy, someone who is hopeful, someone who is engaged, someone who feels and breathes and can taste American exceptionalism. They hate that. And that is what all of this is about. Joe Biden is not going out and speaking to the American people about how great 
life is, how safe we are, how prosperous everyone is, how fantastic your savings accounts are, how well your children are doing, how we've tackled drugs. He has nothing because everything they run on is about destruction. It is about a new normal. And the sooner you figure it out, the better off everybody will be. See, they're not banking on the pushback. They weren't ready for people to say, screw you and your stupid masks. But when they locked us down and they walked out there into the spotlight and they soaked in the glory of their newfound media attention, we all saw the ugly truth. And we pushed back. You do it every day that you make a decision in a store. You do it every day when you talk to your children about what's going on in the world. You do it every day when you're responsible and you're good and you see all of the things that we're fighting for the same way I do. All, all of these stories coming out today, there's a, there's a story about Donald Trump and how now the push is this emoluments clause. There's some clause in the Constitution, you know, that, that goes as far back probably as this insurrection thing that says no person in the government in certain echelons should accept gifts from foreign countries because it creates the illusion and might in fact pave the way for favoritism or favor giving. And because Donald Trump and his businesses, his hotels run by his children while he was president, because his hotels made money from foreign governments, because people from China and Russia and other places came to the United States and they stayed in his hotels. And because of that exchange of service rendered fee given, that Donald Trump now, because of that emoluments clause, as obscure as it, as it is, should be again precluded from running for office. This is called grasping at straws. All of this, throwing the kitchen sink. They've got nothing left. There's nothing else in the toolbox. No more trump cards to play. They've run out of tricks. This is it. And when they trump out people or they trot out people like Jamie Raskin, right? Or Jasmine Crockett or whatever the hell her name is. You see exactly what is going on with the clarity of Amos Miller. He is you, my friends. He is who we fight for. All right, when we come back, the sound of panic, very clear. You're going to hear it for yourself next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, one of the things the, uh, the establishment likes to do is it likes to push us in a certain direction and then force us to pledge allegiance. Sign a pledge. Did you know that with the introduction of all the woke DEI garbage on college campuses across the country, and this is not just Harvard, this is not just Penn or MIT, by the way, calls now for MIT's president to resign. It's 
This is not a conservative thing, ladies and gentlemen. This is an American survival thing. And anybody paying attention realizes that the, that the path that we're on is one to complete insanity and demise. You cannot tell me that the way things are going with inclusion, sign on the dotted line here, faculty member or student, of this fine institution this pledge says that you are down with our insane counterproductive push to value one another based on highly extraneous things such as race and and gender there's an there's a pledge that these professors that these university hacks have to sign you are down with our Mission, because we're part of this global world order of nonsense. And we need you to be in line. How is this any different than what Ronna McDaniel, the head of the RNC, has forced the presidential candidates, the GOP candidates, to sign as a loyalty pledge in order to qualify for the privilege of speaking to the people of the United States as candidates? She's as much of a cancer as these hacks in the schools. Why would I sign a pledge? The pledge is I agree as a presidential candidate for the Republican Party. I agree that if the candidate chosen by the people is not me, I will support that candidate. Well, why would you be forced with a gun to your head to support somebody else unless somebody was going to try to cheat? That's all this is. We have to rig the system. And in order for us to rig the system, we need you to sign something so that when you realize that we've been screwing you over, we've been lying to you, right? And that the education you thought you were paying for or your kids were paying for is nothing except indoctrination. When you try to get out of it or sue us, well, see, you signed right here on the dotted line. Contracts like that are purposeful. And it's to protect someone who's doing something they ought not. And you are hearing that panic now as people are realizing on the left that more and more Americans are aware, awake, and pushing back. The voices of panic. Who are the voices of panic? Well, almost always exclusively almost in the media. MSNBC, I forget the name of this hack. I don't care. He's got a show on MSNBC, and I want you to hear the vile rhetoric that the left is pushing about Donald Trump. Donald Trump just, he's a candidate. They cannot stop obsessing over him. He owns them. And in this very frightening and chilling audio soundbite, this guy on MSNBC alleges that if Donald Trump wins... in in November and becomes president that he will use his state of the union address to reach out to all of you out there who can't think for yourselves, who just march like Hitler's army, right? You follow whatever he says, you're on your way to kill his political enemies. This is what? What? Listen for yourself. Go. We'll just read again from the filing. Because this could be right out of a political thriller. Quote, 
the nation would have no recourse to deter a president from inciting his supporters during a State of the Union address to kill opposing lawmakers to ensure that he remains in office unlawfully. This is what Jack Smith, the prosecutor in these cases against Donald Trump, is saying. That Donald Trump, if he's left to do what he's doing, which is to be a free citizen and to run for office unobstructed, that if he wins, he's going to call for the killing, the murder of his political enemies. That's uh, that's dark. That's dark. That's deranged. And that is panic. How pathetic. We're going to listen closely to what Joe Biden says in this January 6th commemoration. Why would we celebrate January 6th? Because that's all they want you to know. They tried to overthrow the government. These people are dangerous. Okay. How about this? Nancy Pelosi. They're, they're, they're bringing out all the old bats, friends. With her pterodactyl claws, bringing her out. And she's going to try to sell to you, you know what? What's better? The economy under Donald Trump? Or the economy and life under Joe Biden. According to Nancy Pelosi, it's not even a question. Listen. Let's just take it to the kitchen table about people's health, financial well-being, their freedom to live their lives. And again, (laughs) the opportunity that Joe Biden has given them. (laughs) Amos Miller's on the phone. Hey, hold on. Wait. Hello. Oh, yes. Uh, Farmer Miller. Yes. You'd like to speak with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, well, I'm sorry. She's in her kitchen. She's eating very expensive ice cream out of her $25,000 freezer. So we'll have her call you back. You've got more freedom. You have no freedom. You have more opportunity. How's your health? You bet you guys all doing well. Everybody's doing well. Everybody you know got that shot's doing well. Fantastic. Panic. Panic. And it continues. Here's John Kirby. You guys remember the $6 billion that Joe Biden decided to unfreeze for Iran? Because that makes sense. It's almost like the American taxpayer is funding every single conflict going on in this world. Because we are. Well, it turns out, I know you guys don't know this, so I'm going to keep quiet. Iran has apparently been taking some withdrawals. From that $6 billion that was not supposed to be touched. Remember, they said, no, 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 that's not something they can touch. We just unfroze those assets. Oh, well, they're touching them. And what are they doing with that money, John? Do you think maybe they're getting some arms or getting ready to do some stuff? Because that's what it looks like. Jackie Heinrich from Fox asks this very question. And listen carefully, because she says when John Kirby, one of the department hacks, the White House Biden spokespeople hacks, says, you know what? I I don't know. I got nothing on that. Really? You ought to. Because you guys are the idiots who gave them the money. She says, look, John, I had even told your office in advance of this press conference. I plan to ask you this question. I gave you ample warnings so that you could be prepared. Well, listen to the administration's response. Go. Um, John, Iran made two transactions withdrawing from the previously frozen funds in Oman. What were those transactions for? I don't have the details on that, Jackie. You're going to have to let me get back to you on that. Okay. Um, I'd let the office know before that I was looking for this question, so I hope to get one today. Um, Sorry. Imagine your child shrugging their shoulders when you're like, wait a minute, 
I mean, like I told you 50,000 50, times, clean your room. And they go, I didn't do it yet, right? I don't know. What do you want me to say? How about you're grounded? Hey, John Kirby, that is a, a wholly insufficient answer. Because what you said just a couple months ago, which, by the way, we called out then as an outrageous lie. Your shrug of the shoulders doesn't work any more than Christopher Ray ignoring Congress until they had to threaten contempt of Congress to get his sorry butt in the chair to appear. He can't. Eh, well, you know, that's sensitive. That's classified. Well, that uh, I'm not at liberty to. That's above my. You're going to have to talk to so and so. Uh, that's a better question for blah, blah, blah. No, my man. We pay your salary. You answer to us. Get your butt in the chair. And while I don't like to publicize women who I find toxic, it is the gift that keeps on giving, the view, all of them, the entire panel. You've got to hear, you've got to hear brainwash, brainwash. There's no other explanation for Joy Behar to say something like this. She's going to come out on the view. They're talking about something different. But she's going to come out and she's going to make the argument that she's a good soldier. She followed the rules. She trusts the science. And she's very upset about all of these people out there who try to spread misinformation about COVID vaccine problems. That's fake news. In what kind of a dark hole must you be living to be completely blind completely in the dark about what everybody is talking about. The side effects of this mRNA disaster. Here's Joy Behar explaining in 45 seconds the depth of liberal ignorance. Go. And look at what's happening with these anti-vax people. You know, I said this the other day. I have been boosted and boosted and boosted. So I got COVID. It does not prevent you from getting COVID, but you don't die from it. What? And yet you have people like this Robert Kennedy Jr. who's going out there and attacking Fauci and saying that it's a bad thing to get He's not saying it's satire. He's actually believing it. I know, but this is fake news. And that's another thing. Fake news, alternative facts. All of that started recently. And to that point... People need to check their sources. I mean, this is we only listen to what we say. Oh, boy. This is why I say to you, some people will not be saved. Some people are not worth saving either. I can't help that they are reluctant to pay attention to common sense. I, I, can't, I can't tell Joy Behar... If you actually think Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is an anti-vaxxer, you haven't even read preliminary background on the entirety of his career. He is the opposite of an anti-vaxxer. All the man asked for was the safety data. Show us your trial data. Show us how you tested this on animals. 
Show us what you knew before you pants on fired made everybody race out and get it. Why won't they do that? Because they knew what it was and what it would do, which is exactly what it's doing. And by the way, Joy Behar, getting the shot, sadly, does not keep you alive. Not even close. When we come back, we're going to chew on this one article, uh, this conversation about Donald Trump and his, and his running mate. Does it matter to you at all? Does it? I'm going to go there with you because he said something very interesting about this. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So I've got some sound I got to play for you from Eric Adams. And before I suck your brain out of your head with that, because it's just going to leave you dumber than it found you. And I apologize in advance. Uh, Donald Trump said this, who, who gets vice presidential nod has never made a difference in the election outcome. And I agree with this. People out there talking about who he's going to get. Oh, it should be Nikki Haley. Oh, it should be so-and-so. It should be somebody who's black. How about it's just somebody who's good? How about it's somebody who's got his back? How about it's somebody who shares our values? Okay, full stop. And what does he say? Nobody's voted for president based on who's been vice president. I agree 100%. Mr. President, you'll figure it out. I got your back. All right, enough said. I want to talk about this. Solving the the immigration crisis is a very simple thing. You and I know it. You shut the border. Duh. Not complicated. You put back Remain in Mexico, Title 42, whatever you want to do. There are numerous things that could be done immediately. I want you to hear how these governors, these mayors, these people out there who have championed migration as being so humane. <gasps> we are a sanctuary city. Said Lori Lightfoot before she got trounced, right? Oh, come one, come all, trample our city. Fantastic. So what did Greg Abbott do down in Texas? He's like, you guys are coming through my land. They got to trample my people's land to get wherever they're going. Well, I'm going to make it easy for you guys. Since you don't understand what it's like in other places north of Texas, we're going to round up these folks and we're going to start dropping them on your doorstep so you can deal with a small little morsel of the problem. Eric Adams is super ticked off about this. This is reckless, he's going to say. I want you to hear his audio sound bites because none of them holds water and each is a delicious display of Democrat insanity. Audio soundbite number one, go. New York City has and will continue to do our part to manage this humanitarian crisis. But we cannot bear the course of reckless political ploys from the state of Texas alone. Has nothing to do with Texas, Eric. Has everything to do with Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and the global compact on migration. How do you destroy a country? You muddy its identity. You, te- you stop teaching its history. You destroy monuments of its past. You create the idea that it is inherently bad, it was racist, it needs to be apologized for. You welcome all sorts of people who have no history here, and you fundamentally transform it. That's the plan. You know it even though you're a klutz, Eric. So stop pointing figures at, at Greg Abbott. Next, next. Furthermore, he's going to blame and sue the bus companies that are transporting these people from Texas into New York. Listen to this gem. Today, our administration filed a lawsuit against 17 companies 
that have taken part in Texas Governor Greg Abbott's scheme to transport tens of thousands of migrants to New York City in an attempt to overwhelm our social services system. Well, you just said it, the, the, the true part. That is what the global compact on migration is. It's Cloward and Piven. It's the strategy of chaos. Overwhelm the system. Bog it down. Have it crash. Create frantic, blah, right? And then let the government swoop in and institute their own... I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> and let the government institute their own form of suck. Well, we got it. It's called communism. It's called socialism. It's called progressivism. And we already have it. Just ask Amos Miller. He's going to sue these bus companies. This is another example of frivolous, wasteful, money-sucking, time-draining lit- lit- litigation, Right. We're going to sue the bus companies for transporting the people. We're not going to talk about the government who has created the problem. We're not going to ask the border czar, Kamala Harris, what the hell she's doing about it, right? Because we all know nothing. Audio soundbite number three. Bus companies, you need to pay your fair share. Crazy continues. Go. These companies have violated state law by not paying the cost of caring for these migrants. And that's why we are suing to recoup approximately $700 million already spent to care for migrants bust here in the last two years by the state of Texas. $700 million. We're going to put it on the, on the bus companies. <laughs> does, does any of the, did anybody in Eric Adams' inner lair say, you're an idiot? Because I would have, right? This sounds wonderful. For an idiot... How on earth are you blaming the bus companies for a crisis your loser president started? That's right. There is no defense. And the the final kick in the pants comes in audio soundbite number four. This is where we're going to blame Greg Abbott for using migrants as, let's say, uh, chess pieces, if you will. Go. Governor Abbott's. Continuing use of migrants as political pawns is not only chaotic and inhumane, but makes clear he puts politics over people. Today's lawsuit should serve as a warning to all those Mm. who break the law in this way. God, you're an idiot. Political pawns. This is is what happens when people who are ill-equipped for jobs, who are not leaders, who are failed upwards into positions where... They need a box checker. This is the net result of the problem. You get ineffective leaders. You have people who suck. And unfortunately, if you were to take a straw poll right now on the streets of New York City, how's it all going? Everything looking good? You're feeling positive? Nancy Pelosi says everything is great, that you're healthier, you're wealthier. Things are fabulous under Joe Biden. How do you feel? I guarantee you, nine out of 10 would say, this is the worst. These people are horrendous. They've ruined our city and they plan on ruining America. Look at that. We've identified the the elephant in the room. Never trust a liberal. All right, when we come back, hour number two on the Wendy Bell Radio program, we're going to talk more about this flimsy lawsuit in Georgia in which people standing up for voters who saw fraud were sued for intimidation of voters. Are you out of your mind? No. 
It's what liberals do. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network.